Paul, at the end of his discourse in his letter to the church at Ephesus, said, praying with all manner of prayer in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance for all saints. But then he continued and he said, and also pray for me. The Apostle Paul is asking for prayer. That utterance would be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So I'm asking you to pray for me as we pray over the word today that God would grant utterance and that our hearts, every one of our hearts would be opened. Amen? That our eyes would be flooded with light. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for a grant from heaven. Grant unto us, Lord, utterance. Grant unto us open ears and open eyes and open hearts. And Lord, for this we give you alone all of the glory and all of the praise. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And we believe that we receive, for this is our receiving day in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, this is the second installment on a series we're calling The Prosperous Life or The Blessed Life. And I've just determined in my heart not to be in a hurry along these lines because this is such a huge subject. And sometimes, and I've been guilty of it myself, preachers, you know, they come fully loaded with pages and pages of notes. And they go over some real gems, some real things that really need to be camped out on for a period of time before they can go on to the next point. Amen? And so I believe that we're going to have the perfect will of God in this series. In 3 John verse 2, the ancient, the apostle John prays his prayer. Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Now, we looked at the Hebrew and the Greek word for prosperity last week. And just to sum up the definition of prosper or to have prosperity, it means to be complete, to be sound, to be safe, to have peace, to advance, to make progress, to succeed, or to be profitable. And we understand this, that prosperity includes every area of our life, spiritually, soulishly, and physically, and also socially, and I believe that even politically. There's no reason that why in the United States of America, we cannot have the will and the plan of God, even in the political scene. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to say thank you to David Hernandez for building this beautiful pulpit. Isn't this gorgeous? We give uh, you thanks, uh, Brother David. We appreciate it so much. He also built that pulpit. I saw you, Brother David, so praise the Lord. Amen. Now, one of my goals and one of my tasks as a pastor is to exhort you and to encourage all of you here at Heart of the Bay to pursue God's very best for your life. And God's got an awesome plan for you. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the Amplified Version, as we pick it up about halfway through that specific verse, it says that God has planned beforehand for us paths which He has prepared for us, that we should walk in them, Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You know, some of you grandparents and some of you parents 
have prearranged perhaps a trust fund or a savings account, life insurance, whatever the case may be, for your granddaughters, your grandsons, your children. You know, if you do that as a natural parent, how much more shall your daddy, daddy, your heavenly father, make awesome arrangements ahead of time for you? And so from before the foundation of the world, God has determined a plan and a purpose for our lives. I love it. Amen. Amen. Now turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 22. And I want to look at verse 31. 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 31. As for God, His way is perfect. The world's way is imperfect. But as far as our Heavenly Father is concerned, His way is perfect. Absolutely perfect. How many of you understand that in the world there are imperfect conditions in which we live in? Things are constantly changing in the world. I mean... If your bank has the same name at the end of this year that it had at the beginning of the year, consider yourself blessed. Perhaps you were used to fueling up at Texaco when you were a younger man or a younger woman. But Texaco's no more. They've been bought out by Chevron. So we just live in a fallen world where there's imperfection all around us. But notice with me, as for God. Come on now, as for God... His way is perfect. You've got something to depend on in an imperfect world. You have got a perfect God and He is dependable. And He is faithful. As for my Father, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those that trust in Him. The word of God is proven. It's pure. It enlightens the eyes. It converts the soul. This word, if you get on it and get in it and stay in it and let it live in you richly, this word will cause you to stay in God's way. And as you stay in God's way, you will stay in God's will because you're on the right path for your life. Amen. Amen. God's way and God's word is perfect and it's proven. Something that is proven has stood the test of time. You know, you hear people say from time to time, well, I tried that word stuff or I tried that faith stuff and it didn't work. No, the word tried you. Are you listening? The word tries us every day. There is a test in the Word of God that every one of us need to pass. So, you didn't try the Word. The Word tried you. As a matter of fact, the Bible doesn't say anything about being a trier of the Word. The Word says, be a doer of the Word. And those that are doers of the Word, what are they? They are blessed in their doing. So then, if I can just learn His way then I can get his kind of results. Look with me at this particular translation in the message version. It says this, What a God! (laughs) His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. 
everyone who runs toward him makes it. I have determined that Mark Thomas is going to make it. I have determined that my family is going to make it. That we are going to go not part of the way, but we are going to go all the way with God. And as we walk in His way and walk with God, He's going to take us all the way to the finish line. And that really should be your attitude. As for Raul Carissimo, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Say this with me. I am, by the grace of God, going to make it. Because God's direction is road tested. What that means is he's already been there. He's already gone before you. And he has prepared a way for you ahead of time. The road's already been run down. The road is already tested. All we've got to do is get in it, stay on it, and stay away from the ditches in life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm interested in God's way. See, the Bible says that there are several ways concerning men and women. Uh, One scripture says there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, okay? The way that seems right to us is not always what is right to him. Just establish this strong in your heart. God's ways are always right. So then what we need to do in our ways of life is acknowledge Him in every way and He will direct our paths. And I'll tell you something about His paths and His ways. His ways are pleasant. And when you walk in the wisdom of God and when you walk in the Word of God, the Scripture says that you will walk safely and your foot shall not stumble. Align yourself with the Word. Let all of your ways be established under the hand of the Lord. And when you walk in the way of the Lord, you can expect to be strengthened. Because the way of the upright, the Bible says, is strength. And in the way of those that are in right standing with God, there's life. And in the way of those that are walking in that path, there is no death. Glory to God. I love it, don't you? So let us spend our lives discovering His ways and walking in them for His glory. You see, doing things my own way for the first 23 years of my life produced nothing but death. It produced nothing but failure. To discover God's way for you and for me is to have our minds renewed with his word. That's why he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind through the word of God. I tell you, I am so happy with my life. And I don't stand before you as a perfect man. My wife will attest to that. Because I'm not perfect in my life. Oh, glory to God. Now, I can look back and I can see the work that he's done in my life. I can look into your life, several of you that have been here for a period of time, and I can see 
the marvelous, awesome plan of God unfolding in your life. There is no greater joy that Brenda and I have, and this staff has, than to hear that the people of God at Heart of the Bay walk in the truth. That you're growing and you're becoming just like Him. Oh, hallelujah. Life is good. Marriage is good. To be able to put our heads down at night, even though the earth may quake. Even though a 4.2 may knock on your door, it ain't going to knock you to the floor. You see, everyone's worried about the big one. I'm not worried about the big one because I got the bigger one living on the inside of me. Bigger is he, (laughs) come on now, that is in me and you than he that's in the world. John 10.10, 10, and I want you to look at the last half of that verse. We're not going to give the devil any time. He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Big, fat deal. But here's what I want you to see. But I've come so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. Woo-hoo! More and better life than you've ever dreamed of. You see, if we're going to have God's best, we must learn to go God's way. And when we go God's way, we come under a law that supersedes the law of sin and death. This law of sin and death that is authored by the devil is designed to keep you down. But there is a higher law. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that frees you and supersedes everything the enemy may bring your way. Hallelujah. Because when you're in God's way, what he brings your way, talking about the devil's got to get out of the way. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 27. Let's look at verse 11. Thank you, Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now, here's what, here's what our prayer ought to be. Because you know what? In the natural realm, we're not that smart. We don't know everything. We are still learning. And when you're still learning, then that is a sign of humility. And it is a sign of being teachable and saying, Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me your way. Lord, lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Look at the message translation on this. Point me down your highway. (laughs) Point me down your highway. Point me down your highway. (laughs) Message translation. Thank you. That's all right. We're getting it. Point me down your highway. God, direct me along a well-lighted street. A well-lighted path. A well-lighted path is a path where a person walks in that's full of the word. The entrance of his word has brought light. They're walking in the glory of God. And the path of the just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter. You see, those dark streets and those dark paths 
must be avoided. Those paths that lead to the ways of destruction, don't go down that street. You know, the Bible warns about staying out of the way of harlots. But let's just bring it down to where we live. Stay out of the way that anything from everything that would keep you out of God's plan for your life. It could be a harlot, but it could be a pecan pie. It could be a pecan pie or it could be having the preacher for lunch. You know what I'm saying? If you said amen, I know you've been. No, never right. No, point me down your highway. Direct me along a well-lighted street. <laughs> Look at this now. Come on. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Show my enemies, Lord. When I get under the shadow of the Most High, when I'm on your well-lighted street, when you're pointing me in the right path, oh, though the enemies come against me one way, he'll have to flee before me seven ways. You'll show up and show out, and you will just let the devil know whose side you're on. Lift your hands up and let's pray this. Lord, point me down your highway. Direct me along a well-lighted street and show my enemies whose side you're on. That's awesome. You get a little sassy with that. You know, if God be for you, who can be against you? I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord is for us. Hallelujah. He's on your side. The question I have today is, are you on his side? Stay on his street. Stay on his path. Now, we need then to learn his way to live. Learn his way to live. You know, this subject of the prosperous soul and the prosperous life, is, is it's huge. Because it, it does impact our giving and it does impact our increase. And that's the will of God and that's the plan of God. And we're going to get into plenty of that before the series is over. But a person with a prosperous life, when they're in alignment with his way, there's no better life. Listen, just use this for an illustration. A prosperous life, a blessed life, a husband and wife who have put God first place in their lives and who are living in the word and the word is their number one priority in their marriage, they're going to succeed. You know why? Because when we're walking in love, the Bible says that we shall never fail. Yes, there's going to be storms that come against your marriage. But there is not one thing that the devil can throw your way that God doesn't have the answer already prepared for you and has already provided you the way out. You see, if we'll walk in love, not only in our marriages, but if we'll walk in love in our relationships and walk in love as just, you know what, here's a good idea. Let's just be Christians. You know what a Christian is, don't you? A Christian is Christ-like. And one that is Christ-like 
lives their life according to the law of Christ. And the royal law of Christ is the royal law of love. You see, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you have love one to another. And so if that works in the marriage and that works among friendships, that'll work in the local church. I wonder what a church would be like if everyone purposed in their heart to walk in the ways of God. To walk in the ways of love. And to put that first place in their thinking. I'll tell you one thing. This room wouldn't be big enough to hold all the people that would come. God is love. The greatest, I believe that the greatest mark of a believer, the bond of maturity is love. That is our earmark. That is what we are to be known for. Wow. And when we are walking in love, we don't have ourselves on our mind all the time. A walk in love is a walk free from selfishness. And a walk free from selfishness is a walk free from sin. And a walk free from sin is a walk in righteousness and in right standing with God. Wow. That's a prosperous life. That's a blessed life. When you've got more than enough love to share with everybody. You may not have much money in your pocket. But oh, if you've got the love of God, you can bring a good word in season to a weary soul. You can pray for one another. You can bring an encouraging word. I believe that one of the greatest marks of a soul that is prosperous and a life that is blessed who hangs all of their life on the love of God. Amen? Now, go back to the book of Genesis. If we really, really want now to live a prosperous life, and if we truly want to go God's way, we got to learn how to do it. Would you agree with that? We need to just flat learn how to do it. Now, I believe that the book of beginnings contains with this, with for us a blueprint of how God intended for his man Adam to live. Amen? Say it with me, the Garden of Eden. Now, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, and I want you to look at this with me. There are two things that God gave to man when he made him. Number one, and God said, something's about to happen. <laughs> let us, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let man have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle. I want you to, to notice these words, dominion and the word over. Over. Everyone say over. Over the cattle. Over 
all the earth. Over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. The first thing that God gave to man was dominion. The first thing that he sowed into Adam's life was authority and dominion. He put him in this beautiful garden of even Eden. And he said, I am placing you in here and you under my Godship and Lordship are king of the garden. I mean, Adam had such dominion and authority. He was totally unhimited by his natural mind. He was able to name all the animals. Think about it. Who had ever thought of zebra? Who had ever thought of elephant? Adam walked in wholeness and in fellowship with the creator of the universe. Totally uninhibited. Didn't want even aware that he was naked and could care less. Because he was clothed with the glory of God. He was clothed with the presence of God. Oh, brothers and sisters, dominion is a precious thing. Dominion is authority given to man who was made in the likeness of God. Man was made in his likeness and he was made to function. Listen to me now. He was made to function just like God. Just like God. Man became a speaking spirit with the ability creatively to name things, to call things, to declare things. Adam was in good shape. And there came a day where God looked around and says, it's not good that man should be alone. So he put the boy out and took a rib, not from under his feet, because woman was never meant or created to be trampled upon by man. Oh, I know I'm preaching good now. Woman was never created or made to be abused by man. He didn't take Eve out of his head. Amen. He took Eve. Out of his side. Adam woke up. And he said. Whoa man. This is now bone of my bones. And flesh of my flesh. Honey. I got some things to show you. Let's go for a stroll in the garden. Think about it. Uninhibited. Fellowship. You know. There's coming a day on the other side where that will be completely restored. Now, here's what happened to Adam. Adam took of the first part. He said, look, you can have everything in the garden, but there's one thing that's holy unto me. I don't want you to touch it. I don't want you to eat it. It was the tree of life. Satan came along and tempted them and stripped them 
of their dominion and of their authority. And all of a sudden, Adam was on the outside looking in. Are you tracking with me? And God had to have a plan. But you know, God always has a plan. You may, be a, you may have been stripped from some things. Some things may have gone wrong for you in 2011. But I got a word from the throne of grace today. God's always got a plan. What Satan means for evil, God can take it around and restore you back to a rightful place of dominion. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So God, the great planner of the entire universe, starts speaking through his prophets and starts declaring there's one coming. Speaking of Jesus and prophesied and declared. And there came a day where the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. Who glory to God. The dominion had been temporarily out. But on Calvary's cross. In the bowels of the earth. Satan thought he had the master down, and he had him down for the one count. He had him down for the two count. But on the third morning, Jesus rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And you know what? The devil's not so smart. He is not omniscient. My father's omniscient. He's not that smart because if he was that smart, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Can't you just see it in the bowels of the earth? Resurrection power shoots in there. The master hurls back the hosts of darkness. And on the way up, he took the keys of hell and death. And he said, all authority is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. That authority that was lost was regained through the resurrection and was transferred to the body of Christ, which are its rightful owners. Woo! Because immediately when he rose, that authority was transferred to you and me. He said, now go ye with my authority. And make disciples of all nations. And by the way, whatever needs binding, these keys that I give you, they'll take care of it. All you got to do is bind it. And whatever needs loosen, amen, if you loose it on earth, I'll back you up in heaven. Oh, glory to God. And that's why he said, behold, he wanted us to get it. He wanted us to see it. Behold, I saw Satan fall as lightning. See, they were getting real happy because, you know, that devils were coming out at the name of Jesus. And he says, you know, that's awesome. But think about this. Your names are written in heaven. And not only that, 
I want you to see this. I want you to look and understand that I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, what that literally means, nothing in no way at any time, any way, any fashion or any form shall have power over you. Because I have empowered my people to prosper by giving them dominion. And that dominion has been restored to you. Now, whether you use it or not, whether you know about it or not, it is yours. And I believe this, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that every morning when we get up, we should exercise our authority. If you have babies, you need to plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus over your babies. If you're sent into a school where there's ungodly influences, you put your hand on them and say, in the name of Jesus, I apply the blood and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No humanistic teaching shall get into their souls or into their emotions. These are blood-bought, redeemed children of the Most High God. You know the principle of the school's not going to do that. It's up to you. It's up to you. And when you get in your automobile and you head for work, you ought to be prayed up. And the only keys, you should not be aware of just the keys that are in your hand to turn your car on. You should be aware of the keys of the kingdom that are in your spirit, exercising authority and dominion and say, I plead the blood bumper to bumper, fender to fender. No accident shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. That is prosperity right there. Safety is a word for prosperity. We are, of all people, who are walking in the ways of God, we are the safest of the safe. Don't you dare get on a jet without saying, we're going to the other side. Oftentimes when Brenda and I get a jet, get into a jet, I didn't say our jet, but that's a nice thought. Anyway. When we get into a jet to go somewhere, we put our hands on the jet and we declare in the name of Jesus, we're going to the other side. See, you've been given dominion. You've been given authority over all the powers of hell. And one thing for sure that Satan wants to do is he wants to rip you off of that revelation. Many Christians lose by default. And by that, I mean many Christians are suffering the curse in their life because they're not rising up and reigning as a king by using their authority. Are you listening to me? And about the time you start getting this revelation of a prosperous life and dominion, the enemy will try to talk you out of it. He's always trying to talk you down. Now get this. You and I have been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places 
Where? In Christ Jesus. And you and I, as part of the body of Christ, have been given authority. And he said that all things have been placed under his feet. He is the head, right? We're the body. Where are the feet? The feet are in the body. And so when he says that he has put all things under his feet, he's literally saying that I have placed all things, power, dominion, principalities, evil spirits, any weapon formed against you, I put it under your feet. Under your feet. Under your feet. That's a prosperous soul. That's a blessed life. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to talk you, literally, he wants to talk you down. He wants to bring you down and talk you down. Now, in Bible days, the cities that they had or the villages that they had had walls around them. And oftentimes in the middle of a city, there was a huge tower. And when Israel's ancient enemies would come against them, they would place someone in the tower and he'd be able to see for miles and miles and miles. And he'd be able to see the Philistines coming or the Jebusites coming or the termites coming. He'd be able to see him coming. But the villagers couldn't see him coming because he was in the tower. And so what he would do is he would ring a bell and he would warn the whole city. Get out of your houses. Get out of your places. And I want you to run into the tower. Run into the tower. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And when the righteous run into it, they are safe. Now, when you get a warning to come into the tower, don't wonder, look around, be a daredevil, run. Run, get into the tower, get into your place of refuge, get into your place of safety. Run into the tower. And so, the Philistines would come and they would stand outside of the tower and they couldn't get in the tower because they would go to the top of the tower. And the tower was big and the tower was huge. And so all the enemy could do is he would try to talk them down. Hey, I'm burning your house. Come on down. Hey, have you read the report of the NASDAQ? You know, you come to church, you get built up, you get fired up, and then the NASDAQ and Wall Street goes south. Hey, your 401k just took a major dip. Come on down. This is not Monty Hall. This is the devil. Or you go have your blood tested and you get a bad report and you're up there in the tower seated in heavenly places 
rejoicing in the light, walking in God's way, proclaiming your health, proclaiming your healing. Hey, you up there, come on down. Look at this letter. It's not a good report. Do you see this? He wants to talk you down. But literally, the reason why he wants to talk you down is because you're serving the most high and he's serving the most low. And you don't get any further down than Lucifer, his demons and his cohorts. Come on, somebody. So while he's trying to talk you down, you need to reverse the table on him and start talking down to him. Literally start talking down to him. Well, devil, I'm not coming down because the word says by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm not coming down, devil, because the word says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yeah, but your kids are rebelling. They'll never be saved. I'm not coming down, devil. I'm talking down to you. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. I will be saved and my whole house will be saved. Woo! Don't, don't go down to his level. His level's real low. He's the most low. But you and I, we serve the most high. And the name of Jesus is your strong tower. The authority of the believer is your strong tower. And those that are walking in the way of God and living a prosperous life, oh, come on, somebody. They've run into it. And they are safe. They're safe. Now, here's the problem. There are too many Christians that are not in the tower. There are too many Christians that are not on the well-lighted street. They're walking in the ways of darkness. And as long as a person walks in the way of darkness, guess what? They're open prey to the curse. But just as you got off and got out of the tower, the good news is your father stands at the top of the tower with his arm open and saying, son and daughter, you're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that crack. You're better than that adultery. You're better than that. My plan is greater. My plan is stronger. Come on back, son. Come on back, daughter. And get back into the tower. And so the first thing from the book of Genesis that God gave man was he gave him dominion. And you, even you that are sleeping right now, you, even you, that are cutting some serious Z's. Yay! Even you have been given authority. <laughs> You've been given dominion. Hallelujah! And that, my brothers and sisters, is one side of prosperity. Well, glory to God! Glory to God! 
Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Woo! Turn back to Psalm 27, verse 11. Message. Now this sets the stage for next week. Because the second thing that God gave dominion after he gave dominion to man is he gave him seed. He gave him seed. Well, pastor, I don't have any seed. You've got seed. You just haven't seen it. You haven't discovered it. Every man, every woman that is born of God has a seed. What kind of seeds are we sowing? Amen. You see, a man's harvest in life will depend entirely upon the kind of seeds that he sows. Do you believe that? And let's just take it out of the context of money. Let's take it within the context of Luke chapter 6. It says, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Well, the opposite of that is if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. He said, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain. What about the unmerciful? See, your whole life is a seed. How you conduct yourself in the business place is a seed. Do you realize that? See, one of the definitions of a prosperous soul and prosperity is to be upright and to walk in integrity. What does that mean to an employer or to an employee? That means that you and I, as a prosperous person walking in the ways of God, conduct business according to kingdom principles. That means we treat our employees with dignity. But as employees, we treat our employers and our corporations we work for, regardless of whether they're Christians or not, we treat them with integrity because we're not doing it with eye service to please men. We're doing it as service unto God to bring glory to God. That's prosperity. Listen, being there early, giving it all you got is kingdom minded the spirit of this world ought not to be in the consciousness of a christian well bless god i have my rights you got your rights according to the word of god but you don't need to be fighting with your employer you don't need to, you don't need to be an employee that's full of strife and taking you a paycheck from some corporation and talking bad about your boss behind their back yeah, but they done me wrong. Yeah, but Jesus done done you right. And if you'll walk in the light and walk in his ways, I know I'm preaching good now. I realize some of you just woke up about 30 seconds ago, and that's all right. That's all right. But listen, friends, yes, maybe you've been done wrong. And yes, there's sometimes you need to do what you need to do, but conduct yourself in a Christ-like manner. Not in a devil-like manner, not in a strife-like manner, but in a manner that becometh the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I got a job at Rama Bible Training Center because of a man that went before me that proved himself with an excellent spirit at this machine shop 
the attitude of the person was, the boss was, any person he recommends, I'll hire because of his excellence. I believe that Jesus demands our very best. And that's a prosperous life. See, because what you're doing is you're sowing seeds. And when you're faithful in that which is little, I, I know I'm preaching good. When you're faithful in that which is little, God will open up more to you. And that's prosperity. A faithful man shall abound with the blessings of God. See, there's a right way to live and there's a wrong way to live. Let's close in Psalm 2711, message translation. I got so much utterance on the inside of me today. You should get the first service tape as well. I mean, it just completely different. Psalm 27, verse 11, message translation. Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lighted street. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Show my enemies, Lord, whose side you're on. You received the word today? Let's lift up our hands and thank him and praise him. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for a prosperous life. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us dominion and we purpose in our heart to walk in it, to work in it, to live in it, and to declare it every day of our lives. Lord, help us to be Christ-like in our communities, Christ-like on the job, giving it our very best for your glory. Lord, increase the fruits of the righteousness of the people. Multiply their seeds sown, those seeds that have been sown according to the ways and plans of God. We pray it, we receive it, we believe it, and we thank you for it now. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. Say it real strong. This is my receiving day. I'm walking in a blessed, prosperous life.